Good day, friends. Welcome to Wednesday, March the 8th. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of Enough for Today. We are in Psalm 73, and we're closing in on the final verses of this chapter. And every single verse, I mean, they, I hope this has spoken to you as much as this psalm has challenged me, not only this time through it, but many times. This has long been one of my favorite psalms, I, th- I think going back to my college and teen years. I'm so thankful for uh, the promises and for the journey that is encapsulated in this psalm because everybody takes this journey. And uh, God, God is being gracious through Asaph to give us uh, a light to see into this journey. So Asaph has been um, envying the wicked. He came to a point where he re- really regretted. He was really falsely accusing God earlier in the psalm. And he regretted even being a God follower and felt like he couldn't share these thoughts with anybody. You know, who do I have to talk to kind of thing. And uh, all of this changed when he went into the sanctuary, verse 17. And then God turned the light on in his heart, showed him the truth, showed him the end of his journey and their journey, and showed him that he's on a good road, they're on a bad road, um, and that the long view is the right view. He says in verse 21, then his heart was grieved and he was convicted um, and, he, and he visits how foolish he was and uh, remorseful over that. And then uh, verse 23, that great promise, nevertheless, I am continually with thee, thou hast holding me by my right hand. God, you never let go of my hand. You had, my, you had a hold of me the whole time, even through it all. You see, my friend, this psalm, among many other places in Scripture, is one of the great places we discover that it is truly God holding on to us not simply us holding on to him, okay? So I, I, I'm not saying one is wrong and the other is right. I'm saying, you know, if you, if, if you ever hear me or anybody else say, hold on to God, that's a good admonition, okay? I mean, that, that's a biblical admonition. Um, we're, to, uh, we're to remain steadfast. We're to hold on tightly. <clears throat> but tighter than that, bigger than that, broader than that, deeper than that, more wonderful than that is that even when my grip slips, which is what Asaph said, my steps had well nigh slipped. Even when my grip slips, God's grip remains firm. He holds on tightly. So Asaph says in verse 24, thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, afterward receive me to glory. This is how it's gonna go. This is, this is, these are the certain things of life. I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't know how it's gonna unfold. But I know however it unfolds, God's going to guide me with his counsel and he's going to receive me to glory. This ties into so many uh, promises of scripture. James said, if you ask for wisdom, uh, God will give it to you. Proverbs says, if you will uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to thine own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. <laughs> Excuse me. Psalm 32 says, uh, I will teach thee and instruct thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. <clears throat> that is why this psalm has meant so much to me is that just generally looking back through my whole journey, I just always feel in over my head uh, that I'm just out of my depth in terms of my life responsibilities and the, uh, the opportunities and responsibilities that befall me. I just feel radically downsized in the shadow of of them and so i fall on god's counsel god guide me god counsel us god lead us and he never has failed to do that he has never failed so 
So Asaph comes to this point in verse 25. It's just such polar opposite of where he was. Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there's none upon the earth that I desire beside thee. Do you see the contrast from earlier in the psalm when he's admiring and envying and jealous of so many people? And once he gets his eyes on God, all that fades away. And I love verse, uh, let me see here, where, where are we? Um, verse 26 now is where we pick it up today, okay? All that was review and kind of fresh eyes. But now verse 26. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Do you see the natural conclusion that Asaph is coming to? My flesh and my heart They're weak, they fail, they struggle, they stumble. I'm weak going through this life. All of this earlier part of the psalm, of him talking about the envy and the regret of following God, all of that is flesh. All that is heart. Let's talk about these words for a minute. Flesh is your your body, okay? And and, um, the operation of your, 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 um, your brain, And your body combined with your heart, which is your mind, will, and emotions, that's your inner man. That's your psychological, emotional, spiritual, um, volitional world, okay? So it's kind of all wrapped up there inside, and it's really hard to distinguish. And by the way, it's even hard to distinguish somehow the operation of the flesh and the soul, the, the heart. Heart and soul are almost interchangeable in Scripture when they're referring to that inner life, heart and soul. It's almost always mind, will, and emotions. And your, your soul interacts with your flesh, your flesh with your soul. And uh, there's something about the power of sin that even after our salvation, that's embedded in our flesh, okay? And Paul talks about this later in the New Testament, that our flesh, carnal, living a carnal life, living a flesh-led life. Our goal as Christians is to live, to, to overcome the power of sin in the flesh, in the power of the Spirit of God, and the battleground, you could say, is our heart or our soul. This is why Proverbs says, uh, keep your heart, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Your whole life kind of emanates out of your soul. So Asaph is brilliant and he's very wise here when, he's, when he admits that his flesh and his heart, as they work together, they fail. Um, that he is, he's limping forward in that area of his life. But God is strong. God's got a hold of his hand. God is guiding him. God is leading him. God has secured his future. He's going to receive him to glory. And so he says now, he's kind of drawing this this conclusion, this, this closing principle, this truth that's emerging out of these events that he's describing to us. And he says, my flesh and my heart fail, they're weak, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever so god is the strength uh that is literally the rock the fixed uh foundation the unlosable source of durability of my heart my soul my inner man my psyche jesus called it suke sometimes he called it sometimes your life your suke your soul um or scripture also your heart all that your inner world. So God, so Asaph says, God, you be, I don't, I'm not going to try to be the strength of myself. You be the strength of myself. 
and I'm separating those words, my and self. You take the self that is in me and you anchor it. You embed it. You, you, you make it durable. You anchor it and tie it off to the rock of your wisdom and your presence and your guidance and your strength. God, you secure me. You renew my strength. You anchor my heart and guide my heart and direct my heart. What is he saying? Mind, will, and emotions. Your mind is your intellect and your volition is your will and your emotions are your feelings. So it's your feeler, your thinker, and your decider, your chooser. Um, and, and Asaph is saying, God, take all that totality of all that and you be the strength of it. You hold it, you guide it, you determine it. It's a lordship um, surrender thing. He's saying, God, you, you are the strength. And, and I know tomorrow and the next day and the next month and next year and the rest of my journey, you will give me the strength I need in the time that I need it. So God is the strength of my heart. And then I love this. My portion is my inheritance. You think of portion, you think of uh, Joshua dividing up the promised land and giving each tribe a portion, okay? It's what God has entrusted to you. And what Asaph is saying is, same thing he's saying basically in verse 24, but in a different vernacular. You're going to be the strength of my heart all the way through this weak and stumbling and limping journey. And then forever and ever, I inherit you. I receive you. You're going to be my portion. Uh, You've called me your own. What a powerful observation. Well, my friend, I think this is a verse you can memorize and just take with you, not just today. This truly is more than enough for today. It's enough for this week. It's enough for the rest of your life. So think about these things. My heart, my flesh, and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Thanks for joining me this Wednesday. I hope you'll join us for groups tonight. And uh, either way, I'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 